0: Hi, I'm Dr. Shantae and welcome to Branding for Believers, the podcast that I decided to turn into a pod class. I want you to come into this classroom with me, become engaged and become equipped with everything you need to turn your fear into the faith you need to believe bigger in your dreams. So if you're ready to confront your fears, your doubts, your questions, keep watching. So welcome back to Branding for Believers, episode three. This is our finale of the fear series, where we've looked at the psychological impact, we've looked at the social impact, and now we're asking the question, is fear physically making us sick? And so what I'm grateful for is that in the room today, we have a special guest, Dr. Ryan Powell. So a little bit later on in the broadcast, we're going to be getting his two cents about how fear is really impacting us and how some of these chemical reactions that are happening in our body are going to impact us in the long term. So we're gonna take a look at is fear making you sick? Uh, For those of you that are just listening in, so if you haven't listened to episode one and episode two, I certainly encourage you to go back and do that because that really lays the groundwork for this finale. And so we're looking at fear as an emotional response to something that is perceived as dangerous, risky, or threatening. And I know when I say that, that makes it seem like really ominous like, whoa, what are you getting ready to do? You know, are you. Skydiving or bungee jumping. And honestly, entrepreneurship, it can seem like that. It can generate those same types of physical reactions because think about it, whenever you are nervous about something, it manifests itself physically in your body, there's heart palpitations and there's sweating and there's shortness of breath and your stomach starts to churn. All of that is from this emotional response that you're having to something that you perceive as risky, as dangerous, and as we talked about Episode one Nothing is more, is perceived as more risky in terms of your financial future than entrepreneurship. Because one of the biggest stressors that we have is money. How are we going to pay for stuff? There's an energy about money that makes us tense when we don't have it and it makes us fearful. And when we think about the cost of living, especially if you live in someplace like Chicago or some of the bigger major cities, you're like, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm walking away from this money from this direct deposit from the security for something that's not guaranteed. And so when we're talking about fear in this episode, we're talking about that emotional response to the perception that that is something risky. And fear leads to anxiety. So fear really is a form of stress. It's a form of stress. And so we're gonna talk about how that really does impact us on a physical level. So let's talk about the chemical reactions to that. Stress hormone. Adrenaline so if you've heard of fight-or-flight, okay, like the response that kind of like gets things pumped up and when your heart starts Palpitating that's because adrenaline is being released and it's like Okay, okay, like am I really getting ready to do this? And even though it might seem like I'm being overly dramatic like come on Shantae, it's starting a business This is not like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, but when we think about what we associate with security Money is one of the number one things that we associate with security, financial health, being able to be comfortable. And so when we are taking a risk that pulls us away from that, it can really begin to trigger chemical reactions that create those sort of responses. Cortisol increases sugar to your bloodstream and makes you feel like trapped. Sometimes when you're getting ready to make a decision and you're not sure, you can feel trapped, you can feel, cornered because there's this tug of war that we're gonna talk about a little bit later between what you want to do versus what you're actually doing and it increases your anxiety level and when it does that, it also creates shortness of breath, a lack of oxygen signaling the brain that you're in danger. So we wanna talk about what happens when those things happen for the long term. So this is where I wanna bring in Dr. Ryan. When you have stress, when you have that anxiety, when all of that is, your heart is racing and the palpitations and all of that, and you are living with it, because remember, being scared, that's one thing, like somebody jumped out and, oh, I was frightened, you got me, but when we're talking about fear, this is you're living in a constant state of anxiety, a constant state of stress, and so chemically, let's ask Dr. Ryan, what's happening in your body when people start to get stressed out?
1: Um, so, okay, when it comes to stress, uh your body doesn't know the difference between if a bear came into this room and a bill. Um, so what happens is is that um, all these chemicals start firing, all these hormones start firing, and it starts to create certain things. So the, the end result is supposed to be that you have more energy so you can fight the bear or you can run away from the bear. So it creates this level of energy. But what happens is if you're under a constant state of stress, then your heart is always beating fast. You, your blood sugar is always high, which is going to lead to diabetes, things of that nature, which will cause heart problems. It also affects your immune system. So the thing that fights disease, what happens is, is that you're sick all the time. You don't know why you're sick is because your immune system isn't working properly. So um, even with, you know, they, they call it stress eating. So what happens is, is when your blood sugar goes high, then your insulin levels start going high to try to combat that. So your insulin and your sugar levels combat one another. So what happens with insulin is it drives fat into your fat tissues, so which causes you to gain weight faster than you normally would. So what it does is it actually throws your body off a of whack and your hormones are all out crazy and that's why your moves will go up and down and things like that.
0: Dr. Ryan said your body doesn't know the difference between a bear and a bill. So we've done that. We've looked at how much things cost. Some of us have these businesses that we wanna start in and we look at rental space and we're like, how much per square foot? a month? Oh my gosh. And we're like, no way. And we look at things like coaching or conferences or professional development that we need in order to take us to the next level. And we look at that and we like, how much? Oh my gosh. And the thing is, when the bear leaves, theoretically, we're either supposed to be have run far, far away from the bear, or we were Herculean and we took the bear down. And now there's like our photo in the paper, like, man takes down bear film at 11. But when we are consistently thinking about, this is what I wanna do, this is what I wanna be, but I can't afford it, it's not there. That lays with you, it sticks with you. And so when your hormone levels and your chemical levels that are supposed to reset and bring you back to a period of homeostasis and balance, it never happens. How many of you know people that are sick, don't know why, Just it won't go away, it's just kind of lingering, it's sticking around, it's hanging around. All of a sudden, you know, where the heck did these 20 pounds come from? I mean, I had a donut, but not 20. Because your system is responding to it in such a way it thinks that you're always in danger. And when your body thinks that you're always in danger, okay, so I'm going to date myself a little bit. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, like the first one, not these like new age, new type of Super Mario Brothers, but like the old school, very first Super Mario Brothers. When you were going through the, the, the boards on Super Mario Brothers, every now and then you would hit one of the bricks and something that would pop out that would give you like super energy and you could run through anything and run through anybody, but that didn't last. You didn't get that the whole game. You got that for about... Eight seconds, okay, before you went back to your normal levels because there's no way that he could perform at that peak all the time throughout the whole game. But when you are living in fear, when you are anxious, when you are stressed, when you don't know, you don't know, you want to do it, but you know, you just don't know, and you won't let that fear leave when you haven't gotten to a place of balance and made a commitment that this is what you're gonna do and move forward, then you're always in that advanced Super Mario mode. And that's not healthy. That's not sustainable. So when I'm asking is fear making you sick? It might physically be making you ill, as Dr. Ryan said, leading to things like diabetes and heart disease and weight gain. I wanna ask you, so for those of you listening, those of you in the room, when is the last time you took a deep breath? When is the last time you felt like you could breathe? For anybody who's ever been in a situation where the money is funny or maybe the bank account is in the negative and you're waiting on something like a big influx of money, like a refund check or something that you need to go on a trip or whatever. When that money hits the bank, think about the breath you take and you realize you haven't taken that kind of breath in a really long time. Because until it's there, until that security blanket is there, you're always thinking about it. You're obsessing about it. You can't sleep at night. You can't think. But then when the money hits the bank and you know that it's all good, your shoulders relax. You're not as tense. All of a sudden you're like, okay, I can do this. I got this. Um, Now we can go and take these trips, or now we can go and do these things that we always wanted to do. Well, some of us the check is not coming. The lottery, the Powerball, we didn't get it, okay. It was, somebody bought that ticket in Boise, Idaho and it wasn't us, okay. So the thing is, what do you do? If, it, if, if you're not going to be the recipient of some uh, uh, rich uncle <laughs> or some generous benefactor, then what do you do? That's the difference between entrepreneurs and employees. Employees make money, entrepreneurs create money. And even though it is a little harder, it's not as straightforward and predictable as direct deposit, at any given moment, you can create the type of revenue and the type of success that you want for your life. And when you make the decision, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to get the money. This is how I'm going to create it. It can give you the same security and sense of peace as if somebody else's check had hit the bank. Once you're committed to your ideal, once you're committed that this is how you're going to move forward, it completely changes the game. It changes the energy in your body. It changes the energy in your life. So when you're consistently anxious, the chemicals in your body, they're not resetting. It it, not only does it uh, lead to things like heart disease, but sleep problems. Many of us are having trouble sleeping. I know for a fact, when you don't sleep well, weight gain is coming. Your body needs that seven, eight hours so that it can do all the magic that it does, okay, and making sure that your muscles reset and that it gets itself together, just like your computer. If you don't shut your computer down for a certain amount of days, it will start to revolt on you. Okay, all of a sudden, screens are getting frozen. If you have a Mac, the spinning rainbow wheel just won't stop spinning. And then, you know, if you have Windows, then you have to hit Control-Alt-Delete and then force something close because that computer has not had a time to shut down and rest itself so that when you boot it back up, it's back at optimal energy. So when you're not sleeping because you're stressed, because you're anxious, because you're wondering how you're gonna feed kids and how you're gonna make this work, it's making you sick and your computer never resets itself so that you can perform at peak optimal levels. When you are living below your potential, you are in a constant tug of war between who you are and who you want to be. And for those of you listening to this broadcast, I know that this is gonna hit you hardest because when you know that you are better than the situation that you're in, you are constantly in a push and pull between who you know you can be and what you're choosing to be every day that you decide that you're not going to follow your dream. When you're in that constant tug of war, this is what psychologists call cognitive dissonance. When there are two competing ideas in your mind, when there's this juxtaposition of your ideal self, the person that you see on stage owning it, making money, mama's got a house in a cabana in Arizona, you know, you have hooked it up. That's the person that you see yourself being and you are totally capable of doing that. So there's that person, but then there's the person that gets up goes to a job, and works for somebody else. Because trust me, if they're paying you $50,000, they're making at least $5, 000, $5 million off your back. That's why they can afford to invest that in you. I have a friend who works at the University of Maryland in residence hall. And guessing she makes somewhere between seventy dollars and $80,000. And I said, how much does it cost for a university of resident one student to live in the dorms? And she says, oh, it's about, per semester. I said, and how many students do you have in the dorms? She said about 15,000. I said, that $80,000 that they're paying you is a drop in the bucket for what you're doing to facilitate that system to work, okay? So when you are living somebody, when you are, are in a situation where there's this self that's making other people rich, the same skills and abilities that you're using to facilitate somebody else's dream, you can turn and reinvest into your own. And so when you are in this cognitive dissonance, this push and pull, this tug of war about who you want to be versus who you actually are manifesting every single day, then we cope with that. And many of us cope with that with food. Dr. Ryan is in the room, but I'm sure he can tell you he's seen the statistics about nationwide obesity. We like our donuts. We like our ribs, we like our ice cream. For me, it's bread. Anybody listening, bread? Oh my gosh, bread, olive oil, Parmesan cheese. I'm telling you, you can sprinkle it like so. Like when I die, you can sprinkle Parmesan cheese around the periphery and be like, there it was with some bread crumbs, okay. Um, but but I love it. It's comforting, it tastes good, it's predictable, and it's, it's familiar, and I know it. And at the same time, what we're really doing is we're feeding our fears. We are literally feeding our fears. And it's safety, it's comfort, but every year there are more than 300,000 obesity-related deaths. And so when you don't live your dream, not only are you choking the life out of your future, figuratively, you are choking the life out of your future, literally. And we make excuses, we say things like, but I deserve this, I worked hard, What you're doing is substituting crackers and cake and and punch and pop for what you really want to be doing, which is living your dream. And no Pepsi, no pizza, no donut can ever compare to the satisfaction of actually getting out there and pursuing full throttle what it is you were born to do. It gives you life. It literally gives you life. So what we want to start to do is we want to learn how to cope with fear and manage it in healthier ways. And so the healthiest way that I can say is face your fear, confront it, own it. In episode two, we talked about taking responsibility for the actions that you're not taking. There's action and then there's like authentic action, okay? Authentic action is the one that actually leads to the facilitation of the dream, of the pursuit that you're going after. So for those of you, I use this metaphor in episode two, that are standing in front of a vending machine and you see your Twinkies and your Kit Kats and your Doritos and you see what you want. It's right there. Action could be shifting from side to side, looking around, watching other people put money in and get what they want because that's another thing too. We will sit by and we'll watch other people pursue their dreams and feel like they have something special that we don't have. No, they have the same 80 cents in their pocket that you have in your pocket, the difference is they put it in the machine, pressed the button, took authentic action and their Twinkies came out. You can do the same thing. So in terms of coping with it in healthier ways, it's really a matter of taking authentic action that brings you closer to your dream instead of standing outside of the vending machine looking at it, knowing that you have it within you to to bring it about and to put it in your hand and just standing there and watching it fall through. And here's the thing. Oh, this is good. Let's end with this. At my college, you know, on certain days of the week, the vending machine has been ransacked. Like anybody ever seen like an empty vending machine where like it, you see just the empty rows of coils? Like that, that sucker has been plundered. Okay. So I want you to imagine you are hungry. You. It's like 5 o'clock, you haven't had anything since your morning coffee, you are ravenous, okay? Like anything, and you say, you know what? Let me go see if I can get like some chips. And so you go there, you see your chips, and somebody comes in, puts the money in ahead of you, and takes the last bag of chips. (laughs) That's what happens when you don't follow your dreams. Because the difference between you and the person who's doing what you want to do is they took action. They walked with purpose. They went up there with their 80 cents. They put it in the machine and said, bam, I got my dream. I claimed my prize. And you were standing there contemplating, waiting. Well, and that makes you sick too. So not only does not following your dream make you sick, but to see it slip through your fingers and live with regret. They've done studies. The five biggest regrets of the dying, I wish I had, number one, I wished I had lived a life that was authentic to me rather than one that others expected me to live. I don't know about you, but when I take my last breath, I'm gonna say, you know what? (laughs) I didn't leave anything on the table. I didn't leave anything on the table. And it doesn't mean that I'll be the next mogul. It doesn't mean that I'll be the next Oprah, but I'm gonna be the best me so that when I'm done there's nothing left on the table. And so for those of you in the room, those of you listening, stop leaving your dreams on the table. Stop leaving them in the vending machine for somebody else to come along and snatch away from you. Because the only difference between those that do make it and those that don't are those who took action. It's not about information. Don't trick yourself into thinking, well I don't know enough. I don't have a degree in that. I'm not formally trained. There's a lot of people that don't have a degree to their names and wouldn't know college or how to spell it, you know, if it was on, a, on a, a test. But the point is they took action. They made connections. They kissed the babies. They shook the hands. They did what was necessary to make it work. And when you don't make it work, it will make you sick. So now, since we have people in the room, we want to give an opportunity to just get some responses, uh, just kind of take a pulse and say, what were you responding to? What things kind of stood out in today's episode for you? So today we have Ashley and Ashley's going to tell us about what she thought about is fear making you sick? I think overall, what really resonated to me specifically is mm-hmm. um, when you really touched upon in the last uh, podcast about how. Um, I think I just always took the road of just doing everything cookie-cutter cookie cutter by the book. Okay, I'm going to go to high school, you know, go to high school, graduate, get a degree, get my master's, working in, in the field, I'm doing, like, everything I'm supposed to do cookie-cutter. And so trying to get outside of that box, you know, and then seeing, like, you maybe your family's perception of you, like, it's not that's not where you fit in mm-hmm. in their mind. So I think that really kind of resonated with me as far as, you know, getting outside of your own box, but also not letting your family or whomever, friends, other people put keep you in that box as well. I love that, thank you for sharing that. And let me tell you something, I kind of look at life like this. We all have a canvas, right? And you know an art canvas, so everybody, we all have our own blank canvas. You have your colors, you have your brush, and you can paint on your canvas whatever picture you want to paint. What happens is, Other people take their brush and they start sliding over to your canvas and they're like, no, I like yellow. I think I want a little few shades of gray. It's like, excuse me, you have your own canvas. And unfortunately, if you let people do that, it'll get to the point where you don't even recognize the picture that's staring in front of you because it's not yours. You didn't draw it, that's somebody else's artwork, that's somebody else's rendering. And I know that that can be hard, especially with family and the people that loved you and have known you since you've had like ashy knees, you know, and kissed your boo-boos and all of that. At the same time, they have their canvas. They had their shot. You know, there used to be this show, I'm not gonna say the name, but it was all about like picking like the wedding gown. And what used to drive me nuts is when the mom would come in and say, but I don't like that dress. It's not your day. It's not your wedding. And a woman who had fallen in love with this dress, she wouldn't get it because she's like, well, my mom doesn't like it. It's your day. It's your dress. It's your canvas for you to paint whatever picture you want because you don't want to get to the last breath. Look at that picture and say, what is that? What is that life? And it's not mine. It was somebody else's. I always followed the rules, did cookie cutter. And I'll tell you something, and especially for someone who has education, so I have many degrees, I will tell you, you know how many people I've seen who have worked hard for their degree, but their degrees are not working for them? Your degrees tell you how to go work for somebody else, not how to create wealth for yourself. And even though that is a rough road, it's not impossible. It's just about taking consistent action. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you guys for joining me for the fear series. We've looked at it from a psychological standpoint, from a social standpoint, even from a physical standpoint. I love to hear your comments on this, so definitely weigh in. Use the hashtag believe bigger because that's what I'm trying to get you to do. Believe bigger in your dreams. You're not here to play small. You're not. You're not here to play small. You're here for a definite purpose. Do it. Somebody's waiting for you to show up. And the thing is, for those of you that are thinking, well, I'm too old for that. You know what? When somebody else steps out that's above the quote unquote traditional age that we think you should be a success, then somebody else your age says, hey, that guy's about my age. Or she's older than me and she she did what? You inspire people with action. And that's what it's all about, having the faith to believe bigger in your dreams. I'm Dr. Shantae, and Dr. Shantae says on Twitter and Instagram, hashtag Believe Bigger. Thank you for joining me for episode three, ending this series. Have a great day. I'll see you guys next time for episode four. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this series on fear. Fear plays a bigger role in our lives than sometimes we realize. And that's what I wanted you guys to see in this series. Not only does it affect us psychologically, but it has a social impact and it's making some of us physically sick. And we can turn that around. We have the power to do it. So thank you guys for joining me in this series. Stay tuned for the next episode 004 of Branding for Believers. I'll see you next time. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com. And you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shantae Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.